0: Hi, John. Hi, Merlin. (sighs) How's it going? Merlin, man. Uh, Uh,
1: How's your your emotions? (laughs) Is your emotions good?
0: Uh, uh, Emotions? (laughs) There sure are a lot of them. Yeah? Oh, shit. Tiptoe through the Uh, tulips. uh Uh Uh-oh. I don't. I don't know. I don't know whether to lean in to my bundle of nerveness or to hmm. seek some kind of sweet, sweet relief. Or both. oh yes, know. what do you think? What you know, you... Uh, for, uh, for
1: people uh, listening in the in the far off, uh, distant future, it's uh, it's the day before the election.
0: Oh right, the election, the yes. big election.
1: That's right, and that's on everybody's mind here at the studio. Here at the studio where Merlin and I record. Hello. <laughs> 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 getting, getting behind the glass <deceive Spanish> dou- doo- <inaudible> i um you know obviously i'm in a heightened emotional state <sharp> uh but um but um yeah i don't really have a lot to add to that i nope, you know daylight nope. daylight savings time has worked in my uh, to in my favor this one time <rehabilitation> uh because Uh, for whatever, you know, however it lined up, I was able to get a full night's sleep last night. Whoa. And so I had like eight and a half hours of sleep. What? And I'm just kind of sitting here like it. I woke up an hour ago and looked at (laughs) Twitter for some of that time and, you know, had a breakfast cookie, uh, (laughs) looked, looked at some drawings my daughter had done like, like full fledged. Functioning grown up adult person came downstairs podcasting, huh? So it's a it's a it's a new day for me. this This will last. This will last between three and four days before I'm back staying up all night. But
0: it's um it is it's a real mixed bag for me. Um, like today, like I like like you, I have been going to bed quote unquote earlier. Yeah, have been consequently getting up earlier, and uh, today was really cool um, (laughs) because, I mean, just personal anecdote. Um, I woke up at um, I don't know five something probably, Uh and I I I went to the restroom and I micturated, and and I realized that my kid's light was on, and then so (laughs) I did the only sane thing, which is I I uh, I texted her,
1: and I oh sure
0: (laughs) I texted her, and I said from outside her door how long you been up? She said, I don't know, half an hour. I said, you want to take a walk? And she's like, sure. <laughs> so oh, nice. before, like we could take a sunrise walk. And so we took a nice long walk and we, uh, it's, it's difficult where we live to see the actual sunrise owing to the giant hill between us and the East. But, uh, we had yes. a real nice time. We got a coffee and I got a coffee. She got a hot chocolate. We took a nice long walk. We took some photos and had a nice visit. And, uh, that was good. But this day feels so freaking weird to me. We, we, There's just, uh, I mean, without going into too much detail, there's a lot going on right now and everything feels weird right now. And like I just said on Twitter a minute ago, I have those same physical sensations that I used to get when I had a new crush on somebody where like my head is hot and my arms are heavy Mm -hmm. and I can't think. And, Mm -hmm. and then the, 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 the thing with the sun and the changing time, you know, just kind of exacerbates that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How does your, does how does your like- kid adjust to this? I remember struggling at the times when, you know, you got to get your kid to go to bed and, you know, you try and have like a, you know, what we used to call sleep hygiene. And uh, usually it's when we switch back the other way, it's so hard because it's still light out mm-hmm. at bedtime. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? Like what, how does your kid adjust to the time change? Well, because there's not,
1: um, she has, weirdly, always wanted to get up earlier than she does. Like she's, she's always kind of chastising us. Will you wake me up at seven? And we bought her an alarm clock and it, unfortunately we made the wrong, we went the wrong direction on the the choice of child's alarm clock because you can go like alarm clock that works or you can go kids alarm clock, which is fun.
0: And we chose, hmm. she's just you know, at that it's, age. It's the wrong time. Don't get cute about time. I mean, I know you're no, a little cute about right. time, but this is yes. your opportunity for a fresh start. Don't don't have your kid be cute about time. The,
1: the problem at nine and a half, as you probably remember, is you're right on that, you're right at the tipping point where it's like, you could still get cute things. You, could, you can still entertain her with cute things. Like, it's a phone and it's shaped like an elephant. Mm-hmm. But- She's also like old enough that she needs things that work and needs things that, (laughs) you know, she wants things that work. So we got her a, a, when I say we, I do not mean me. It was purchased for her. Oh, I'm
0: I'm familiar with the passive voice. Believe me. It was was determined that an item would be added to our house without uh, any intervention from me. And I found out once it was already in the house. And this is a clock that's a
1: that's also a uh, like a glowing ball that throbs with different colors and if you hit it a certain way, it does one thing and it's a, it's like a socket, it, bop it kind of oh. uh, clock thing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what she needs? She needs like a she needs like a, cl- a schoolroom clock on the opposite wall and she needs a a wind-up clock with two bells. <laughs> 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 because so she's has, living in 1935. <laughs> <laughs> but she has this clock that's like a that's like an orb mm-hmm. uh and it's like a conjuring orb.
0: Mm-hmm. And oh, it, that's and nice.
1: Yeah. But there were but 45 minutes were spent <laughs> um <laughs> Like going through LCD menus on this thing, trying to figure out what, you know, like no manual, just like, how does the alarm work? And then it worked once, hasn't worked since. A second alarm clock has not been purchased. You know what? During the show here, I'm just going to go and I'm going to buy a, yeah. go on eBay and I'm going to buy a, buy a clock that was used by the U.S. Navy in the oh, 40s. That's, that's and,
0: a good idea. Maybe it runs on yeah. Steam. You know, I know you're you not. Know a big, they have to get up yeah. on time hundred percent. Otherwise they don't Navy. Um, you know, uh, I know this is maybe not quite in your wheelhouse. This might be more in your baby, baby's mother's, your daughter's mother's wheelhouse, but, um, you could get like a little, like a, it's called an echo spot. I think it's called. That's what I have. And mm-hmm. it has the benefit of, you know, all the kinds of things that where you benefit from having an Amazon device. Plus, that gives you the opportunity to not have to diddle and whittle with all all the knobs and uh, gizmos and, and gizmacs. Uh, you could do uh, it from your telephone and and do the programming what, of that.
1: What keeps her from ordering uh, fifty copies of Old Town Road?
0: <laughs> you mean the remix? <laughs>
1: uh-huh. uh, every every mix. Guess what?
0: <laughs> it arrived. What arrived? <laughs> Ding dong. You'll, you'll hey, see. The guy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Going to get refunds on the old town road. Um, I, you're uh, right. That's a, good, uh, but, that's a really good point. I think you can, I, I imagine you can, I know there's things you can do. So we we have several of these sorts of devices and you can do things like, say, turn on the do not disturb, do not allow this to do these kinds of things. There's a little bit of protection there, but I'm with you, man. We've tried this back when we were doing, as 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 we say, the sleep hygiene. We got a we got a throbbing orb. We tried all the different things, and and it's like my digital race car watch from 1978. You know, it's like you got one button and another button. And you go through modes. And John, why is the print on everything so small now? I realize that my eyesight is poor, but I I can't I can't read. I have to get the all the lights all the way bright and my glasses yeah. in the right place. I can't read anything. You know what I'm you, saying? You, you don't know, just get a <laughs> manual anymore, really.
1: You need to have a magnifying glass on top of a stack of books, Marlon. That's just where well, oh, that's just where you're at now. Magnifying glass yeah. on top of a stack of books.
0: Yeah, yeah. I should be able to well, anticipate uh, that, but yeah. But you know what's cool is uh, my, my my wife pointed me to this website where they make. I think it might be called Schoolhouse Clocks or something. I'll, yes, I'll find hello. the link. Hello, I know the, I know that I know the company. Oh my god, they're so cool! I like I like yeah, almost good. all of them very much.
1: Yeah, they're 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 good and and uh, and they're from schoolhouses. I was just thinking about. <clears throat> finding an old school, uh, like a set of cabinets from an old school art class and trying to repurpose them in my house. And I went searching for them and realized that what I thought they were was they had, uh, primary colors. I mean, I always think of them as primary color. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but what they really are is mauve hmm. and it's like eighty eighty 80 shades of mauve. Oh, I love uh, that movie. Yeah. And I would have I would have always called it mauve, except mm-hmm. the people around me call it mauve. Oh, you just and gotta so, give up. You gotta. You just gotta give up. Right? Do you hear me? I'm saying mauve. I know. I like know. A, and this, this is why I have to say aunt. I say
0: aunt's like a fucking caveman now because apparently geez. that's what they say in New England. Do you, so? Do you say mauve or mauve? I want to say mauve. You do. I avoid you it. Be- I avoid it because I don't precisely understand the color, and I'm not going to look it up. It's a kind of grayish pink, kind of. I don't it's know. I, just as as I said it, as I said, 65
1: shades of mauve or whatever. I realized I have no idea what mauve is. Huh. Also, or and I, I think I know what mauve is, which is uh, kind of like a purple or eggplant, but I don't know what mauve
0: is. Mauve. We also got the Fauves, which were, were mm. was the was French, you know, uh, painting movement. It's, right. it's all it's, a, it's all very confusing. Is puce green? Oh Jesus, you're killing me! I don't know any yeah. of these. I, I, know, I know, I know gray, and I yeah. know blue. <laughs> right, um, right. I, Those see, are the colors
1: of the of the uh, of the Civil War. How interesting! Blue,
0: blue, and, and, but yeah. also, you know, you get around certain kinds of people, and you go, "Hey, uh, you know, uh, well, go get that thing." And they go, "Which thing?" You say, "Get the pink one." And they say, "No, do you mean the salmon one or the shrimp one?" And I'm like, oh, "What no. world are you living in? I can't tell navy no. from black. I you don't know, see it's colors. nice colors." Uh, yeah,
1: being, <laughs> being <laughs> friends with uh, Mike Squires is nice because Mike is very colorblind. Oh, nice! And so he only really sees—I don't know what greens. Maybe he there is a color he can see. Maybe a, he probably maybe sees a like bright and sleep. Well, he's always so he. That's why he partly why he. I mean, one reason he dresses all in black is that he's very metal. But one reason hmm. is that he can't see colors, and he's in and. Like if I couldn't see colors, I would just wear the most
0: harlequin plaids, kind of like I do now. Oh, but are you kidding might... me, man? I'd be matching up. I'd be Glen plaid, match that with mm-hmm. a, with a herringbone, or or uh, you know, like you say, like like a jester outfit. I'd be having so much fun with it because it only it only harms others. It's like not bathing. Sure, it doesn't affect <laughs> exactly. Me. Throw throw some patterns at other people's <laughs> eyes. But
1: Mike, I guess <laughs> w- colorblind for many years. He, at some point along the way, got self-conscious, probably as a teenager, about things not matching. Mm. And so he just buys things that he knows are going to match, which are typically oh. like navy blue or black or somewhere in between. I ended blue
0: blue. up there because I buy all of these podcast t-shirts. And at some point, everything I own became... Like, uh, basically, I have been approaching, it's kind of like a Ray Kurzweil thing, a gray goo, because all I've got is, oh. like, heather gray things. I used to have yeah. black things. I used to have white things. And increasingly, uh, it's what uh, Nate Silver calls reversion to the mean. Uh, all I see now is is, is gray heather. And my question for you, John, is didn't, didn't, didn't Mike Squire serve?
1: Yeah, he was in the uh, United States Marine Corps, that's
0: right. <gasps> uh, the, you, you're <laughs> telling me. So United States Marine Corps, here's what I know. I know. I know they yeah. like the hardest beds and the coldest chow. I know the yeah. first to go, last first in, last out. Yep yep yep, uh-huh. yep, 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 yep. Storming the beach. I know all of these things. I know they're t- technically in the navy, though they don't like to talk about that. And right. my understanding is first you have in, to... last out is recomb2, But Okay. Anyway, uh, go ahead. High high altitude, low offerings. Is that uh, uh, there? You go. That's airborne. Airborne <laughs> uh, and airborne Hil- that stuff Hil- you think that doesn't help your cold. My mm- question is though, I know you have to also. Last thing, high school graduate, I believe now. With that okay. said, you're telling me you can go and become a United States Marine with color blindness issues, or did they just not test that? Was he such a know, good here's... candidate? They said, you know what, uh, Private Squires, <laughs> we're going to mm-hmm. overlook it because we need you. We need you storming the castle. Here's
1: the funny thing: in uh, <clears throat> when it comes to soldiering, yeah. soldiering. Uh, color blindness in certain applications is an advantage because it defeats camouflage. The devil, you say. You say if camouflage you're... is
0: a trick. It's a it's a razzle-dazzle yeah. as clothes.
1: That's right. That's oh, right. Oh, I did and not so, know that. Did not so know that. So with color blindness, you look, you look through the camouflage and you see motion and shape that other people are bamboozled
0: by the colored pants. I get it. It's like why Ray Charles always stayed at a Holiday Inn. Totally makes hmm. sense now. Okay. Okay. Well, and sense. it
1: really served Mike in the typing pool at Camp Pendleton. Okay. Uh, because, hmm. you know, things would come across his desk and they'd be like, this is code pink. This is code, you know, green. And oh. he'd be like, I can't tell the difference. I'm just, I started the top of the
0: pile he, and I just you know, typed Which, and which type one and is goldenrod is the question.
1: Mm, which one is Golden Rod? That's
0: so interesting. Don't
1: don't 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 don't
0: don't Mike Squires, military, nervous condition, <stoi flex coughs> clocks. The election. Oh, hi, how are you? Hello, welcome. <coughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Holus Bolus Winery. You can learn more about Holus Bolus right now by visiting the joyfantastic.com. Holus Bolus makes independent wines for independent people. They don't have any investors or some kind of gigantic factory operation. The Holus Bolus octopus that you see on their label is just the four arms and four legs of Amy and Peter. A husband and wife team who love wine, know wine, and want everyone's wine to be delicious and made by actual human beings. Not some product of spreadsheets and corporate meetings. And when they say this is wine made by people, it really is just Peter and Amy, Farming five acres of their vineyard, the Joy Fantastic. It really is from their farm to your table. Everything Holus Bolus has ever done has been built over time, just the two of them. They've reinvested whatever profits they've made over the years back into the winery until they could finally plant their own vineyard back in 2014. And you can be assured that they know their stuff because Amy is a master of wine. Of the 409 masters of wine on the entire planet, only 52 of them are in the United States. And of those, only 18 are women. So high five, Amy. That's, that's a feather in your cap. Holus Bolus uses high quality grapes from Cool Climates and they are certified organic by the CCOF. Every grape in every bottle is grown in Santa Rita Hills and Santa Maria Valley, California. Whether you go with Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, Syrah, it's all great stuff. Now, they have two labels, one named after the vineyard, the Joy Fantastic, and the other after the winery, Hollis Bolis. Their wines are naturally made using native yeasts, so they are vegan. No animal products are ever used, period. All of their wines are bottled with low levels of sulfur, too. Now, listen, you, you probably know that my co-host is not much of a drinker, but, you know, I'm not made of stone, and, and these nice folks sent me a few bottles of their stuff recently, uh, very recently. Uh, so Tonight, as it happens, my lady and I are happily planning to tuck into their Holis bolus Syrah Franc de Pied 2018. I do not know what most of those words mean, but Jiminy, this wine, gets some high-ass wine scores, and I will be only too happy to report back on the results soon, but I'm very optimistic. So right now, please go head over to thejoyfantastic.com to learn more about them, what they're up to, and maybe order something for yourself or a loved one, you know, uh, for the holidays, or just because you could always use a better bottle on the table. I like that. You can try one wine, you can get one of the Joy Fantastic three packs, or join their wine club for either label. So many options. And hey, if you enjoyed that cool octopus on the label, well, now you can get it on a t-shirt too. That's kind of cool. Wine Club members get 15% off every order, but Amy and Peter are giving our listeners that same generous discount through December 31st of 2020. All you have to do is visit thejoyfantastic.com and use our offer code RODERICK15 at checkout. Just like it sounds, Roderick15, one word. Our thanks to Holus Bolus for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. Oh, boy. Jeez Louise, I had a, what I got eight minutes there, eight Whee! minutes of freedom. Wee, no, it's it's, oh, I'm sure so it could be fine. That's what I've been saying for so, four years. Yeah, clocks. so what do you think? What do you think
1: tomorrow is going to look like
0: for I think Joe Biden? Will Are be you a very, be- very clear winner almost everywhere electorally, and that the election will possibly be stolen away from him.
1: No, no. I mean, just personally for you. Are you gonna oh. wake up in the morning and start looking at your phone and just look at it without stopping all day, or are you gonna <laughs> are you gonna practice some internet hygiene uh-huh. and oh, that's
0: such a good you know, question.
1: yeah, try and make some pancakes, try and like mm-hmm. live a normal life, go for a dawn walk, mm-hmm. uh, maybe? Mm-hmm. What? Well, well, how do you? How does it look to you?
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I like the, I like this angle. Um. Mm-hmm. Let me put it this way. There's a word I like to use sometimes, and, and some people have found this word useful. That word is wholesome. It's not that something mm. is good or that something is bad or that something is whatever. It's the question becomes, is it, is, is this a wholesome thing to do? Right. It's got whole grain goodness. It's got, all, it's, got it's got a ancient brains and, uh, mm-hmm. seven, seven, we, seven, wheat bread uh tube and real I, butter. I, um, okay. Here's a, for instance, is that as, oh, God, this is so boring. I hope your daughter listens to this someday. I know mine won't. Uh, right now, at least I checked a minute ago, uh, there's a case being heard in Texas about whether they're going to throw out 127,000 votes that were... Right, I, th- I thought that they determined they were not going to throw those out. I don't so. want to say anything. The last time that I checked, the dude who was in on the hilarious conference call um, said that it's looking like it had been, a- a- as we started recording, it had been looking like the judge was very sympathetic to allowing the the, ca- the votes that were already cast. The only question then becomes, like, are we going to allow it tomorrow? But for an interesting reason, which, as I said a few minutes ago, and who knows what's going to change, given that, if there is some problem with the votes being rejected, the judge is asking, well, do we want to still offer that tomorrow without people knowing that that could, you know, uh, be problematic on, on mm-hmm. the day? And, you know, which I think is a very interesting POV. Um, but wholesome, John, wholesome and I, I'm trying to get better. This has been a, a study of mine for a while. It's and, and I, like, I like like I say, I like wholesome because it, it has it does have a certain valence to it. But you know, w- when we talk about our uh, our attention and our time, the question mm-hmm. becomes like, are we feeding nutritional wholesome things?
1: That's right. Attention. That's and right. are you eating the right, uh, like the right yes. food pyramid? The am food I, pyramid. I,
0: yes. Am I am I shotgunning information in a way that is wholesome? And here I'm just here to tell you. How do I know these things are happening? Because you know things are not going great when I have opened the app called TweetDeck. Oh, TweetDeck. Tweet deck. You know, which the extremely online people use. I don't use it because it's not wholesome. Except okay. for a day like today, I got fucking five columns rolling in real time bringing in the stuff and i go this this is not wholesome so the reason Mm -mm. i say this is a good question in part is because i need to check myself before i wreck myself Mm -hmm. as regards
1: Mm -hmm. wholesomeness so do you ever when you've got enough election stuff going on and you just can't you cannot read another thing because you've read it all and Everything is just a, a rephrase or a different, a different website saying the same thing. Do you ever pivot over to COVID stuff oh. and just do a, do a nice oh. deep dive in, in <laughs> like what, what what's going on in COVID right now?
0: Elections are my morning problem mm-hmm. and COVID is my afternoon problem. Afternoons mm-hmm. are reserved for the death count because that's partly, you know, that's when Johns Hopkins puts their stuff out. That's when the COVID project puts their stuff out. That's when I pop in and see that 100,000 people are getting sick every day. Oh, isn't that something? Um, but uh, question. So, no, actually, we did talk about this. I rescheduled sure. There, in the back, question. Yes, thank you. Thank you. First time caller. Um, my lady friend and I t- talked about this, actually. Um, I was supposed to have recorded a podcast uh, Tuesday evening, and we rescheduled that. Um, and so I'll have some clear runway for watching the carnage, but I don't know. I- I'm w- I- I'm with you, though, because... They call it, you know, the kids today, the youth, they call it doom scrolling. Is that right? Doom scrolling. I've heard that term. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's where, like, there's so much pain that you've brought upon yourself and you keep going, flukka, flukka, (laughs) flukka, flukka, waiting for a new, waiting for a new pebble of, or a new uh, pellet of pain to drop into your little cage. Pain pellet. Pain pellet. (sighs) Last year,
1: or no, last year, four years ago. Same thing. Four years ago,
0: uh, <laughs> when our forefathers <laughs> brought forth onto this continent, a new nation. Yeah. in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal.
1: I, uh, you know, I was dating millennium girlfriend at the time and um, I had a concert on election night. And as you recall, <clears throat> we were all very confident in the outcome, but I was especially confident in it mm-hmm. because I had a lot invested in how a uh, democratic administration was going to, you know, really like bring it home and how, how my gal Hills was going to, um, you know, I just really felt, mm, I just felt very strongly about how, how things were supposed to be. And so, or how they were going to be. And so yeah.
0: no, the all, show all indications night, were pointing that way, that's right, that's unless right. you actually looked at the county, you know, <laughs> level sure, stuff, sure, sure. but yeah, but who no, wants to look at that? absolutely hundred percent. We're going to so sail we right through that. this. That guy, what? Right. no.
1: And it was a show I was doing with a couple of friends, uh, Shelby Earl, the great songwriter. She, uh, and I, I, um, I helped her produce her first record and Eric Anderson of the band Cataldo. We were all playing together at a, uh, at an old church in Fremont and it was going to be, and we were backstage all together and millennium girlfriend was there. She'd flown up from California backstage. We're just, you know, shucking and jiving, uh, giggles and having fun. And, uh, we're, we're checking our phones and it was that, it was that moment where it was like, Hillary has 91% chance of winning. Well, now she has a 75% chance. Actually given this latest information, you know, her chance is only 60% now. And at that point when we were, we were like, what's going on? Yeah. We had to take the stage Oh Jesus! and we took the stage and I said, look, we, I said to everybody in the room, like. We need to put our phones away. We need to not be checking on the, the election. We uh, need but to just it, be even here. Even before
0: you went on stage, you got a little bit of the fear that something might there
1: was going to happen. There was just a little something happening where it was like, you said what now? Right. Yeah, how, how, what, what is happening? Mm-hmm. But we had everybody turn their phones off. Say, we had say, everybody say, leave, just, it. leave it. Leave mm-hmm. and it, and it. And so the whole room, the whole audience and, <laughs> and the show, there was this like pregnancy. Because everybody felt a sense of looming disaster, but we were in this little bubble for the space of, whatever, two hours that the show took. And then we walked off stage to the, to the bad news. Yeah. And it, you know, it feels kind of like the Joko Cruise this year, where I was on a cruise while the pandemic was raging across the country.
0: Uh, literally a day it was after just... you guys what do they call it? Cast off Uh, literally a day after you guys, less than 24 hours after y'all left was when they first said, okay, we're done with cruises for a while. (laughs) You were were like, you were hanging on to the pontoon of the helicopter. We were. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I, but this year I don't
1: have any, I don't have any, uh, built in reason to not pay attention tomorrow. Like I don't, I'm not on a cruise. I don't have a show. All I have to do tomorrow is wake up and start looking at my phone and it's that would be bad wholesomeness bad mm. internet hygiene and i don't know what else to do i don't know what to choose to do to distract myself you know my, uh, my co-host of my friendly fire podcast ben harrison is actually going to be a poll watcher somewhere because that he's a, a, dirty. a dedicated it is a little dirty <laughs> he's going to be a poll watcher in las vegas
0: he's <laughs> oh there God. watching polls i bet that's a term of art there
1: yeah, for sure. I mean, He's going to get there with his his yeah. little uh, his little uh, red, white, and blue top hat, and say like, "I'm here for poll watching," and they're like, "Right
0: this way, sir." Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Go through the beaded curtain. Ooh, democracy. <laughs> <coughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Mac Weldon. You can learn more about Mac Weldon right now by visiting macweldon slash r o t l. Mac Weldon is a premium men's essentials brand that believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. The products are great, and their site is really easy to use. Magweldon believe that their stuff will be the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants, and more that you'll ever wear. They offer a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial, which means they eliminate odor, and they want you to be comfortable. So if you don't like your first pair of underwear, you can keep it, and they will still refund you with no questions asked not only does Mac Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts look good, they perform well too. They're good for working out, going to work, going out on dates, just everyday life. And the folks at Mac Weldon have even created their own totally free loyalty program called Weldon Blue. Level one gets you free shipping for life. And once you reach level two by spending $200, Mac Weldon will start giving you 20% off every order for the next year. I'm personally a big fan of Mac Weldon's stuff, especially their shirts. I especially uh, enjoy their tech cashmere long-sleeve shirt and the 18-hour Jersey Crew neck undershirt. Great stuff. So please go to MacWeldon.com/slash slash R-O-T-L and get 20% off your order using our promo code R-O-T-L. That's R-O-T-L just like it sounds. Our thanks to Mac Weldon for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. (laughs) Can I tell you, you know, it's funny. I I don't know because, you know, my kid just had a birthday and uh, we were talking about... Here's that thing you talk about. It's a silly-sounding term, but it's an interesting thing, a birth story. Like, a, a, a woman um, being able to share with people, like, what their little, like, the end of that journey of being pregnant was. And c- can I tell you my, my election day? Did I ever tell you my 2016 story? I don't think so. It's I'll make it quick, but it was, it was an incredibly memorable day. Well, first of all, just in terms of an, an opening statement, I mean, I think th- there's something that's so important to understand in the human psyche, in our emotional makeup, which is that, you know, there's the, something along the lines of the pleasure and pain principle, which is like, this thing reminds me of a bad thing where I felt bad. And I uh-huh. will bend over backwards to never feel that feeling again, which doesn't always turn out so great. But you know that. You know that. I mean, y- you, you, sure. don't, you don't so run away from why I don't fall in love. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> God. Mm. Oh, my God. You know? <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eight times bitten, once shot. <laughs> uh but you know, I, I I I bring you my birth story because I know as I'm telling you these things that I'm. I like to think that I'm a rational person. I'd like to be tall, but I, I would love to be a rational person. But like anybody, I'm superstitious, and I, I'm trying to think about all these different things about how that day went and and what it portended. Oh, are you gonna? Are you trying not to like uh, walk the same route to the coffee shop or something? Well, I'll tell you this: we're not going to get Hawaiian food, and you'll find out why in a minute. Okay. 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 Do do do. Crack of crack of yes. Tuesday we get up and the three of us walk to our polling location with our uh, my wife and my ballots and I said uh, I said to my daughter I would be honored if you would place my ballot into the box for our first <gasps> female president oh, and I how thought sweet. oh come on who's going to break my heart now come on no what easy sailing oh, that's then guess lovely. what John what do you know about me you know that I am jury crack they really want mm-hmm. me on every jury. I'm always being juried. And actually, you know, knock on everything. I haven't been juried in quite a while. But guess, so then I go downtown. I think if memory serves, my wife actually dropped me off at the Hall of Justice, which is a terrific name. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I went in and uh, so very very long story short, I, I somehow, met, uh, you know me, I'm going into ridiculous panic attacks. Because, uh, I don't know if I ever told you the story, but the jury duty that I appeared for on election day of 2016 was an assault case with two people that was expected to start very soon and go into January or possibly February of 2017.
1: Have you done a, a jury that was that long? Have you been on juries Jesus, that were no.
0: months? No. Not that long. No, 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 no. I mean, the wow. the, the, the times that I've been seated, you know. It's there's been like three times I've actually been seated and many times not Um, but the the main thing to know about the story is I'm instantly going into ridiculous panic attack and they're saying you know is there any like overriding reason and like everything you know we're always like 10 to 30 years behind the way the world actually is so I would have to like explain oh you know um, I do podcasts it's like an internet radio show and I uh, work for myself and and I'm, I'm panicking, I'm filling out this form, and to cut a, this part of the story a little bit short, I, I did the thing. I did the thing, I hit the eject button, which is I said, um, <clears throat> as you know, is there anybody here that might have reason, da 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 and I said, um, <clears throat> um, I would like to speak with the judge. <clears throat> this
1: is in person? You did this in person?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because oh, wow. okay, a lot okay, of okay. people a lot of people like oh you know I you know I'm a bucket salesman and I have to work in my bucket and like, oh well bucket salesman that's very important finally I, I pulled the sure. record, and I said mm, you could mm, could I please speak privately with the uh, with the judge and like mm? take me back oh, and I say wow. um your honor I um I I I'm aware of a concept called <laughs> jury nullification and. Uh, have you seen this done before? Who are you modeling here? Oh, no, this is a thing. If So jury nullification, the notion is, and this is this is a, a, definitely a thing, which is that if you, that the jury has the right, in, in some form or fashion, people on the jury have the right to utterly reject something based on, it's a long story, but essentially jury nullification, you're going to be real careful how you talk about this. And this is why I did it privately. If I stood up and said, I might nullify the jury, they might throw me in the clink because this, is, this is the third rail. This is what Wall Street and those fat cats don't want you to know. Is oh, that the you could go through a case for two years and at the end it falls apart because one of the jury people says, No, for moral reasons, like I wouldn't be able to do that. I think this is a you know a morally. And so I said, Um, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying I would do that, but like that's a thing that's top of my mind about this. I've read a lot about it. And they're like, so are you telling me you would not be able to determine this fairly to set aside your I said, Well it's not a question of that, Your Honor. It's not a question of that. I well, certainly I could do my best to set it aside, but you know, jury nullification. And I might as well held up a crucifix made of garlic and silver bullets. And they're like, All right. You know, so 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 what you were what you were
1: pretending to be was a person with some complicated ethical Uh, reason that they couldn't sit in judgment of someone else? Like, who were you— I was not faking
0: or fronting um, about that because I do think that these two African-American youths that had been charged in this case, uh, they seemed a little bit shafted to me. We'd have to determine that later. But I can also tell you, based on my very first jury experience, I had the wind utterly knocked out of me by how shitty— Not just my experience, but the case that I was, uh, I'll tell you about another time. But yeah, Yeah. basically, long story short, I was um, back in Tallahassee, a case where uh, a kid who was a bully picked a fight with this kid that he'd been bullying, and the kid hawked out, bit off the bull, part of the bully's ear. Oh, yeah. The bully sued the Board of Education for Leon County, Florida, saying that he was improperly monitored Uh because he got in school Uh early. And so here's what the case came down to after hours and hours and hours. This is back in the you know, 90s. What it came down to in the end, the judge said, the judge said, I am telling you, there's exactly one thing you are permitted to rule on here. Did, was the policy of the school board and the school properly followed on the day that this dingling uh, got his ear bitten off? You're not allowed to decide anything else. And I was like, fuck. Really? You can't decide whether this kid deserved it. You can't decide justice. You can Your, only Your decide Honor, this matter of law. Your Honor, Marbury versus Madison. The kid had it coming. I don't know, whatever. Right, but, right, right. Um, and so he read us the jury instructions for 20 minutes. We went back and said, <laughs> I know what we're going to do. We're going to find that they didn't, but we're going to award $1 like we've seen in movies. We came yeah, out, that's a good one. We came out and we said, oh yeah, Your Honor, yeah, rule on this. If I'm referring here to the case in the 90s that, that, that killed my interest in how juries op- operate. We said that. The judge goes, hmm. Uh, plaintiff's attorney stands up and goes, uh, your honor, I rule deedly, deedly, d." The judge says, I agree, whatever his codicil was. And the judge said, ladies and gentlemen the jury, I'm going to read you the jury instructions again. 20 minutes of that. We were basically forced to say the bully should get money because he got part of his ear bitten off for being an asshole. Mm. That really set me uh, put me off my beer. I'm sorry, I'm rambling. I'm such a goddamn mess. So anyway, long story short, so 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 I get out of jury duty, right? So guess what? Hall of Justice. You know where this is roughly. And guess what? I walk up Sixth Street. I'm walking up Sixth Street on Election Day. Do do you have a sense of Sixth Street? I I feel like you probably do. do, Sixth Street is pretty rough in like not in a like you're going to be menaced way but in a like speed you black emperor way there will be you Mm -hmm. know amputees crying and shitting on needles and like i'm walking up and i'm like woo, because i gotta get to muni to get home i'm relieved i don't have jury duty but i gotta get home i'm gonna cut this short and it was just like there was like man this feels bad god sixth street sucks i feel so this is so terrible and I got on Muni, I went home, da 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 Finally, election night comes along and we're all ready. We're gonna see the coronation of the queen. We're all very excited. And things are looking pretty, pretty good for a while. Now, my family at this juncture, because this is the kind of thing we used to do because we're suckers, they're gonna go to the poke bowl place and get poke bowls because, I don't know if, if you've encountered this, Please go buy uh, buy stuff at Chipotle because it supports the school. It's school night at Chipotle or whatever. Oh
1: no, no, I missed that. Although Chipotle oh, is a big schools. part of the the public thing around here, also. but we never connected it to the schools.
0: So my wife and my kid get in the automobile and they drive to the Poke Place, and pretty pretty much before they're even like out of the driveway, it's like, ooh, huh? Uh-oh. Some of these results rolling in are a little bit a uh, little bit uncomfortable. Uh huh. All I'm here to tell you is, by the time that they got back. I was like, were y'all listening to uh, NPR in the car? And I'm like, no, no, no. And I was like, well, it's really super not looking good. And oh, then, so
1: they, they had a little, the last minute Pachotle dream state.
0: Yeah. They had a Pachotle. they
1: got their. Yes,
0: Pachotle dream state. Got they got their burrito. They're out of it. Oh, they're boy. out of that liminal space. They don't know what's oh, going boy. on. They're like the lady on the flight talking about AIDS in right. South Africa. She doesn't know right. from landing at that point. So, That's right. Like your performance, I have an experience with dipping, dipping out for a little while, and then you come back and it's like not what you expected in Crucial Waukesha County.
1: Now, I don't what to are feel that feeling do? again. Marilyn, what are you going to do then? I mean, how do you, you want to just, you're going you're to get on that surfboard at dawn and ride it all day until.
0: I don't think until- that's healthy, John. What do you think I should do? Be I'm honest. honest. No, you know me. You know me. You know I'm a nervous wreck. In the best of cases, as you said the first day we met, I should get a T-shirt that says "Governed by Fear." What, what is it that you <laughs> think? <laughs> what- <laughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com/supertrain. There are so many things you can do with Squarespace. You can create a beautiful website to turn your cool idea into your new home on the web. You can showcase your work. You can create a blog or publish other kinds of content. You can put up galleries. You can sell products and services of all kinds. That's just included with Squarespace. You can promote your physical or online business, and you can announce an upcoming event or a special project, all this and so much more. Squarespace does this by giving you beautiful templates created by world-class designers. Of course, that powerful e-commerce functionality that lets you sell anything online. The ability to customize the look and feel, settings, products, and more with just a few clicks and drags. Everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box. They have a new way to buy domains where you can choose from over 200 domain name extensions. That's so many extensions. They have analytics that help you grow in real time, built-in search engine optimization, free and secure hosting with nothing to patch or upgrade ever. And of course, they have their 24 by 7 award-winning customer support. They are encouraging folks to make it. You make it yourself but you get a little bit of help from Squarespace. I'm a huge fan. You are using Squarespace right now because that is where we always have and I imagine always will be hosting The Roderick on the Line podcast. Squarespace has been great to me and I feel pretty sure that they're going to be great to you too. So please right now go check out squarespace.com/supertrain for our free trial and when you're ready to launch, use the offer code supertrain to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain squarespace.com/supertrain. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick on the line and all the great shows. <laughs> what would your advice be to a young man like me about having a wholesome relationship uh, with mm, uh, November 3rd, uh, 2020? What should I do? Well, <clears throat> I think that,
1: <clears throat> I think that the, you know, the first thing that we all need to understand is that that 80% of the potential outcomes are going to result in the president, the current current sitting president, doing the same thing, which is declaring that he's the victor. Right. Yeah. 80% of, of the outcomes, even if there's only a 10% chance he's the victor, 80% of them, he's going to declare that he's the victor.
0: That is the so stated we, we, strategy of his campaign, yes.
1: Yeah, we almost know we almost know that for certain. But the 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 crazy thing to remember is that there's over two months between Election Day and when the president is seated. That's two plus months, including Thanksgiving and Christmas
0: and New Year's. think I haven't thought of this? They're going to be stripping the White House down to the joists. They're going to be, Jared right. Kushner's going to be out there like, like selling portraits of Lincoln in front of the White House. They're going to pardon literally everyone. It's going to be yeah. insane. Michael Kuhn.
1: Michael Keaton's going to be locked in the front room of the of the White House. He's going to be introducing rats and roaches into the ducts. Because <laughs> so, he's, he's going be, <laughs> to be no, no. You remember that movie? Uh, it takes place in San Francisco.
0: Oh, uh, the uh, the
1: one where he he's like the tenant. He's like the tenant from Hell that won't leave, and he's oh. he strips all the copper pipes out of the. It's really it's like a horror movie but only if you're a property owner.
0: And it came out in the 80s. I don't even remember why I saw it, but it's haunted me to I this remember day. Night Shift and Batman and Hardly no, Working. No, this is... Was, was that No, Hardly Working is, with Jerry Lewis. I remember his TV show. Oh, and I remember two twenty two twenty one. I got to look that up. Anyway, go, uh, ahead, it's go a, ahead.
1: It's called... Um, well, hang on. I can, I can find it here. Pacific Heights. It's got Melanie what? Griffith. It's got Matthew Modine. This must have come Heights, out when I was in college. I have
0: no ah, nineteen ninety. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Nineteen ninety. That's one of those years that. Oh, that's uh, when he was that, still making his piece with his hair. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. nineteen
1: ninety, and it was. It's. It's. Uh, it's something you don't see anymore. A psychological horror film. So it's. I, oh my gosh,
0: there, like 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 the game or something. Yeah.
1: There's no yeah. There's no murder in it. There's no ghosts. It's just. It's just like. What would it be like to rent out a spare room in your house if you were a young couple and you rented it out to a bad I person?
0: I get it. It's one of those like a Glenn Close thriller. This, this movie could only have been made in this year. It's got Michael Keaton, Melanie Griffith, Matthew Modine.
1: Yeah, that's right. It's just – it it's, couldn't be any other year but 1990. And it's kind of analogous to what happened in the White House. We rented it out yeah, yeah. to a really bad, bad uh, guy. But so, <laughs> so we know that there's going to be 70 days of chaos. Yeah, And we know that there's probably going to be, uh, you know, like, uh, like a, uh, there's so much that's going to happen. So the, so that unlike four years ago, election day is not going to be the end. It's only going to be the beginning, the beginning of months of the country, just oh. in a typhoon uh-huh. of, of insanity. Oh. And so really tomorrow is just like you just need to, but you need to buckle in. I mean, obviously the results tomorrow are important and the, whatever the small, the fractional chance that it's like a massive landslide. There's no, there's no denying it. He'll still deny it. But like, uh, otherwise I feel like we've got, we're going to learn so much about the constitution, about the, Ah, uh, the the prosecutor's office in New York State. Oh I think God. we're going to learn a we're going to learn a lot about <laughs> about America. We're going to learn a lot about ourselves.
0: Cy Vance is a name I remember from the Carter yeah. administration. Well, that, that was his dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think we're going to be hearing a lot, a lot from Cyrus Vance Jr. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's a great Jr. article great I mean, this is something everybody's been talking about for a while. But um, not to talk about politics, but um, no, everybody's been talking about this for a while, which is that like because of the OLC memo from the 70s, I believe. The The policy, policy of the Justice Department is you don't prosecute a sitting president for anything federal. Um, but, you know, he's got, there's a lot of people tapping their foot right now, including okay. Deutsche Bank, including, okay. including Cy Vance, including all these different people. There's gonna be a lot of gentleman callers appearing as soon as he's out of office, which is all the more reason why apart from not wanting to look like as he says a loser, why he's fighting so goddamn hard.
1: If uh if Deutsche Bank goes under uh for all of this, I wouldn't I wouldn't shed a single tear. Like those those oh, the, no, on both your banks. Absolutely. Yes. But but I do feel like I do feel like I'm like fastening my seatbelts for what is going to be I mean, this is a ride that we're all on that we can't do anything about now. Like you and I can't do anything about it. We're, uh, we're about to go on it. It's Mm -hmm. going to be a, it's going to be a heck of a ride. And I just hope that my only hope for tomorrow is that the, the much smaller fractional chance that, that it's a clear and unequivocal victory for the sitting president. Like that's the only outcome tomorrow that is just like a full nightmare scenario. I agree. I, I, um, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Anything else in the middle there where it's like, Oh, you know, disputed votes and the Supreme court and all that stuff. It's going to be just one. Cause there, there actually are checks and balances. I'm not defending them. I'm not saying any of them are good, but there are like four or five things that have to happen between now and January for, for the, well, for the, any one of 50, totally bonkers typhoon outcomes. Yeah. I'm really in I'm in it to win it here and um, so yeah, tomorrow as far as my personal hygiene goes. Yeah. <sighs> you
0: well, know, I you, said Give me the temperature for how you're fe- I mean, you've kind of said this, but but let's let's come out with it. What's your as you sit here today at 11:46 a.m. Pacific time on Monday, November 2nd, what's your temperature right now? What's your feeling? What's your what do you What are you feeling? I was so wrong last
1: time that, you know, I feel very shy about, about having confidence in my feelings. I think that the, the, the like incredible turnout of voters is, uh, is a super good sign, Mm -hmm. but I think that, I think that the, the Republican ground game that they've been playing since the Reagan administration, where they've packed all of the, local elections boards and all of the county sheriff's offices. And, you know, like, there are all these people in Pennsylvania who are there to determine whether ballots are counted or not that are full on QAnon believers. Right. And so it's the ground game thing that's scary. And I think we're all scared. And we've known about it for t- three decades now
0: that that through gerrymandering. Yeah, they're going to try and win every um, NFC championship by murdering the refs. It's right, like it's the school
1: board problem where it's like, hey, well, in this particular county in Pennsylvania, they took any reference to geology out of their textbooks because it never the word never appears in the Bible, and the rest (laughs) of us written in in English. (laughs) (laughs) The rest of the world is just like, oh well, okay, I guess that's ha ha ha. Too bad for those uh, those Hicks in Pennsylvania, but now, like the whole the whole fate hangs in the balance and we've done, and it's happened a couple of times to us and we're, we just haven't done, we're just not used to playing the ground game. It's just not how liberals think. Yeah,
0: It's unseemly for the way that we would like to think yeah. of ourselves. So we don't, That's we right. don't want to play these bare knuckle tactics against people. No, yeah.
1: No, we want to, we want to win on the strength of our argument and on the strength of the truth, uh, which is, you know, not clearly not how, uh, the right thinks, so I'm nervous. I'm nervous about mm-hmm. all of that ground game stuff. But I feel like, unlike in 2000 and 2016, the the left, and by that I I I extended pretty deeply now into the establishment left. The establishment left, both in 2000 and 2016, really let us down because they were the ones that said. Well, the rules say, and, you know, you have to respect the perpetrator and, and they were the ones that, you know, Al Gore conceded at rather than appeal. You know, there were all these things that, that, um, men of honor
0: did mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, you're talking dis- about, like, like a lot of people saying, you know, by any—I'm just parroting something I heard on a podcast the other day, but by the standards of any other—and forgive me if I'm stealing your bit, uh, podcasters—but, you know, by, by the standards of any modern contemporary Western society, what we call the left is actually much more centrist. And then on top of that, there's another distinction between being, like, liberal versus being—these uh, are centrist institutionalists. So one reason Al Gore did that, right, was because he wanted to like restore peace to the galaxy.
1: Yeah, right. And 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 you know the the idea that um, that there's a left, a center, and a, or a center right and a center left, and a, I mean all of that is that those notions come from parliamentary cultures where the oh, distinction right, between so center right and center left matters. And in the United States, we don't think that way. You know, it's, there's just a line down the middle and it's like, do you fall here? Do you fall there?
0: Yeah. Because Democrats are lawful neutral.
1: Yeah. Right. And, 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 and it used to be that most Republicans were, you know, the, that most Republicans stayed out of your bedroom. That whole business is post Reagan too.
0: Um, yeah, post-moral majority and, like— Right. But, like, yes, yeah, stuff that used to be, like, a just a value that we already differ from one another was then kind of meant to be, like, shoehorned in or shoveled in as, like, this needs to be ape law now.
1: Like, yeah, there must right. be prayer I mean, in if you, schools. If you think about Eisenhower, he didn't want prayer in schools. You know, like, Eisenhower was a sensible— a sensible man, and Gerald Ford probably was too. He sent the um,
0: he sent the, the National Guard into Little Rock, didn't he? Eisenhower was that was it Eisenhower that did that. I mean, like when Don't, they no, this is in, in the days before Kennedy and you know Civil Rights Bill and all that kind of stuff. But like, obviously, Eisenhower's not a perfect man, but he is much closer in in his alignment to what we would think of as a as a centrist or <laughs> kind of left leaning by today's standards, probably.
1: I guess Eisenhower Eisenhower sent the uh, the National Guard into Little Rock. You're absolutely right, and I don't know how I didn't have that story foregrounded in my mind. But sorry, you know, Eisenhower yeah. was the one that 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 well, famously, right, coined military industrial complex on his way but like, out. Yeah, yeah. There were so many Republicans right up until well, throughout my life that you felt like we're just. All they wanted was lower taxes and the rest of it, you could do what you wanted, right? They didn't, they they wanted less regulation. They didn't want no regulation.
0: But Once so got my dad, when my dad was, it's so funny now for me to say that my, in the late sixties, my father was very involved with the NRA and with a bunch of hunting groups. But that's when the NRA was about teaching you how to be safe with a gun and it was about conservation so that you could hunt ducks in the future, too. It's Yeah, you it, got to save the ducks so you can kill them later. Yeah, exactly. Aww. Farmers don't hate but, cows. They just monetize cows.
1: I think one thing that has happened in the last four years, and I think uh, like uh, Bernard, former mm-hmm. president, presidential candidate Bernard... Uh, pushed us this direction a lot. His 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 campaign and his supporters, but also just the shock and awe of our experience of the last four years as a country, has made a lot of establishment Democrats. It's it's brought a lot of them, if not into like what you would call a leftist camp, then into a much more combative mentality, and I think. This whole business of the courts and the ground game and the electoral college and the sitting Congress, all this stuff is going to be played with a lot more hardball this time. There won't be the kind of, you know, like roll over and pat my tummy thing that the Democrats kind of have done for most of my adult life, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, to say like, well, you know, we do, we want the Library of Congress funded. So it's like, no, 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 this is. I, everybody recognizes what we recognize, which is like: Do you want do you want the war to start now, or do you want the war to start at some point in the very near future? Right? Like you don't you don't sit by, you don't sit idly by. Now you got to go to the mattresses, figure, man. You know, you do, you do, because he's and, not and, and, going like, to get he's not going to get
0: better. No, but like there's so many. Um, I'm sorry to. to, to break the rules here and, and quote Monty Python. But there's a wonderful scene uh, uh, that everybody will remember from the Holy Grail. And for some reason, I just think of this all every time Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi get out there and go, Hey, you're not allowed to break norms. I always think of this one scene when, um, remember when one of the knights, I think the Michael Palin character thinks that it's a princess that's being held in the castle. And of course oh, it's the son it. who wants to sing. and and you see him, we see him from, from far away and then he's still far away and then suddenly the joke is that he's already there and he's, he's just running into the castle. And one of the guards to me, turns to him and goes, hey. I think about that all the time. When, Nancy, when <laughs> Nancy Pelosi, God lover, says she has many arrows in her quiver to help with the Supreme Court stuff, and then we never see the quiver, let alone the arrows. I just think of that, that guard going, hey. He has a flower? Me- flowers has arrows. <laughs> like, Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's like come on you're a guard like your whole job according to the motherfucking constitution is is like you have a job to do and like do the guarding do do the guarding i think of this one like so we recently went through a thing where not too recently but during during COVID times we we watched the wonderful uh series veronica mars a couple times really? so I, i'd never seen it but it's boy, it's really good but, you know, there's a thing that happens, and, you know, in your family, you get bits. And one of the bits in our family is, like, in pretty much every episode, something happens. Veronica puts a listening device in somebody's office, but she does something. And 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 every time my daughter would go, hey, that's illegal. I'd say, yes, Veronica Mars is c- committing many federal crimes. And then really? and then the next episode, you do it again and again and again. And, and. As much as my daughter could watch that and say that's illegal, it never stopped Veronica Mars. Probably because it's an old show and Veronica couldn't hear her. But but hmm, that's what we're sure. talking about in some ways here, right? Is like saying, oh, you can't break norms. You can't do illegal things. Well, you know what? If you've got all of those judges in a position, into the positions they are, like you've been doing what you just described, this very long theory or this long game of like, you know, uh, ginning up all all the resources and uh, and dungeon masters to be on your side. Well, they're going to be the ones who decide whether it's illegal, legal buddy. And if Congress doesn't want to chase you down and reluctantly goes, okay, fine, we'll impeach, but we don't like it because norms. It's like, dude, you're, you're bringing nothing to a gunfight.
1: We're in a very unique, not unique. We're in a very interesting situation, which the world has been in before. Uh, countries, nations have been in this situation before, which is that we have seen all our norms destroyed. We need to exploit the fact that there are no norms right now and do things potentially. I mean, I don't know tomorrow. It might, there might be some massive landslide where Trump just gets on a plane and goes to, goes to a non expedition uh, country. (laughs) Yeah. Just like goes to Angola. And then Pence is president for two months uh, while, you know, while the world switches over. But even then, we have to accomplish our goals and make and unravel problems, you know, th- that um, like restructure things, right? We have to eliminate the Electoral College.
0: We have to pack Life, the Supreme lifetime, Court. Lifetime, uh, you know, justices on the Supreme Court.
1: Right. We have to change the way the, the, the Congress works. We have, to, we have to do all these massive systemic overhauls. Mm-hmm. but with the goal of reestablishing a, like a new baseline of norms and hopefully make the new norms
0: better. Make, right. We make stop them in stop assuming that people will do the right thing. Right. Like, in the this is what of, was what was so confusing. Laws don't apply to the president because we've never had to sweat that quite so much before. Isn't that crazy? I it mean, all crazy. these things yeah. that
1: it was just like gentlemen's agreement. Don't be an asshole.
0: Yeah, you and don't. You don't have you to. Don't. It's so crazy. He's like such a perfect, like uh, to use his word, hydrosonic missile. That's not what the word is, but anyway, he's like a. He's a. He's a perfect weapon for exploiting the kind of um, loophole, I guess, that we never anticipated. Which is, what if a narcissistic a uh, theoretical billionaire got into office and he's literally the only person in federal government who does not have to hew to these laws about not having businesses and doing disclosures and all of those different kinds of things. He's constantly reminding us, well, I don't actually have to do that, et cetera. You know what I mean? That's, like, that's let's put that in the code, dude.
1: But, but what's, I think the, I think, and this is where, you know, this is where a lot of more militant people, um, roll their eyes at me because I am someone who does not feel like the thing to do right now is to, um, destroy Western civilization, right? Like I still am somebody who believes that the constitution is a living document yes, and that it has, and that within our system, there are the powers to restore a new balance. And I think that things should be rewritten. I think this is a great opportunity, but, but I also don't, believe that it that that we should play their game right because if you play their game then they get back in and then they play their game and then the whole game is their
0: pig and all people see is pigs
1: so we we have to rebuild we have to redesign but we have to do it with the end goal of establishing stable norms and that's so hard and i really do feel like there are many more people now that are on this more sort of radical, many more establishment people that have a a much more radical view. Mm -hmm. They're probably not on the barricades right now. You know, they're still establishment people Mm -hmm. and they have mainstream jobs, but they're uh, mainstream political jobs, but I think they're ready and have studied, you know, these are the ones that also know the code. Um, So I'm, this was what was so disappointing about the Obama uh, years was that they were all very smart. They all understood the code and they really were invested in maintaining the status quo. Absolutely. You know, and, and so when Obama got elected, we all had that feeling of like, well shit, we're going to rewrite the book Mm -hmm. and it didn't get rewritten and, you know, Obama's a lovely man, huh? and I wish he were president now.
0: A lot, but, a lot of lost opportunities.
1: And I don't feel like Biden and the Biden administration are going to are, are gonna have that same problem. Uh, and partly it's that they uh, – that, that we're all cauterized by it, by the, by the missed opportunity. And honestly, I mean Biden, as old as he is, he's a different man. He's a different guy. Absolutely. So, um uh, so those, I'm hopeful, yeah. but but you know me, Merlin. Like yeah. I'm an I'm a political optimist. Yes. And you believe I in the American not.
0: experiment and that's what I love about you. I do. I do. There's there's also I mean I I gosh, I don't even know where to begin. You know, there's that phrase, uh, I learned, you know. Five or six years ago, accelerationism, which is this kind of like, this is, it's our own kind of like left wing black pill where it's like, oh yeah, this is going to get so much worse and we're finally going to have the revolution. Well, I'm here to tell you, man, accelerationism is a young white man's game. <laughs> that accelerationism <laughs> is not going to be terrific for anybody but you. and like if 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 your job is like your assistant manager at the Best Buy and you really want the, hey, man, bring the system down, it's like, okay, but I do think there's a needle that can be threaded, and I would look at look to the junior congresswoman from New York. You can have a very assertive and aggressive agenda. That doesn't require being an asshole and you can be charming and you can be funny and you can do all of the things that make you effective at your job without saying, well, like, you know, I'm Johnny Hippie pants and I'm here to burn the place down. I do think there's a needle that can be threaded. It's not easy. And most people are not up to it. They don't. Computer programmers don't get into it because they love people. And I think politicians don't necessarily get into it because I mean, pe- people join a school board because they care. I don't know if you make it through five, six, seven, eight elections, moving up a ladder, Without being a somewhat cynical person, I do think there's a needle that can be threaded. Threaded that that the great American experiment is is still very much possible without without either burning things down or capitulating to all of our worst angels. Yeah,
1: the only problem with the uh, with people that are like excited about a revolution is I've still yet <laughs> to hear any of them uh, uh, describe a platform of what they're going to replace the status quo with, other than. Uh, a platform based on like, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. You know, don't worry <laughs> yeah. about it. Like, uh, once the bad people are out, then good will rush in. And
0: well, that, that that kind of program has worked great in Central America. Oh it's, so, well, oh, it's so well, it's so great. Good. It's it's work. It's worked throughout history. It oh, always absolutely. works. Revolutionaries make fantastic administrators for a country of three hundred million people. That's going to work out if great for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, if you're going to do better than what we have then you should be able to present that as as a well-described like a white paper of like, here's, here's what would be better and not a piecemeal one because a piecemeal one is working with what we have. You go in and you eliminate the electoral college. You go in and you do this, you go in and you do that. You, you, you make modifications using the infrastructure, using the machines that we have in place. If you want to eliminate all of those and destroy capitalism, show me how it like, Show me how it pencils out, mm-hmm. and convince me, right? Because I'm here to be convinced. Yeah, I'm a fucking yeah. socialist, you know, in every respect. Um, but I, but I have not seen the Democratic Socialist Party present me with a platform that suggests that I would choose it. So that's the problem with the revolution. Is just like that's one problem. which revolution? I mean, it's like, pick, it's <laughs>
0: like choosing your college professors based on who lets you have class outside. Like, right. <laughs> I'm not really sure that should be your, your top top metric. And I'm also going to pull this together with a thread from that we've been talking about since February or March. What have we been saying all along? Maybe it's time, maybe COVID is making us realize that it's time to move some furniture around in terms of how we decide to live our life. This has become very yep. important to me, John. And not yeah. just because I don't like going to things, but also just because like who's, this is, there's, there's a new, a new level of fecundity and softness to what could happen if we do it right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So yes. there's, a, there's that, but like, it's, this also kind of applies now with politics. Like this is a good time to, to move some furniture around. Yes, it is. And it's, in, I mean, it, I'm, and
1: again, now I'm excited. Right. And I think tomorrow's results are going to be good. And I think that in January, we're going to have a peaceful transition of power. Mm-hmm. And I think in the, in the, in the middle there are going to be a lot of rednecks outside of friendlies in <laughs> Arkansas who are causing problems. And I think there are going to be
0: some people that get hurt. All the open between carry now. pork chop man will be showing up.
1: Yeah, but all of that, right? Like, yes. there's no question that between now and uh, and Inauguration Day, people are going to get hurt. And I don't relish it. I wish oh, it geez. weren't true. Can you imagine
0: what's going to happen in Michigan tomorrow? Can you even fucking imagine? It's terrible. It's terrible. And the thing is,
1: I, I remember in 1990. One in the uh, during the run up to clinton 's election, um, feeling like the mood on the streets among me and all of my contemporaries, the young generation x mm-hmm. after after eight years of Reagan and four years of Bush senior, yeah. the mood on the streets was very revolutionary. It felt like we cannot stand for another four years of this, and it was there was so much. Energy that I that no no one ever talks about, and maybe it's because it was confined to a, a youthful generation that was small, so we didn't right, have right. all the airwaves that that young but, people do a, now. It's also
0: that like the like boomer has taken on this meaning that I think has gotten a little bit silly. But you have to remember, I, if memory serves, uh, Clinton was the first person in since Eisenhower who had not served in World War II. Right, he, was, he right. was the first boomer president. Now I know who I'm stealing this from, which is the Blank Check podcast. But we we're talking about this yesterday with Forrest Gump. But like, you, you, it's you, it's so easy to forget the 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 climate that made people love Forrest Gump and not see it as a satire. Yeah. <laughs> it was the same generation that said, "Oh my God, you know, President Saxophone is gonna is gonna change everything. He's got to be cool." And that's that's what happened,
1: right? He uh, Clinton got elected and all of the revolutionary energy that was in the, the run up to that election just kind of dissipated. And it was, it was the, it was the energy that was powering what, what became grunge. It was the energy that was powering all of us to be, to have that whole cynical attitude and Clinton got elected. And if you'll notice, like the, the blood ran out of the Seattle music scene. The blood ran out of the youth culture and didn't really come back. Like it had, you know, think about, think about the underground in 1988. The, you know, Mm -hmm. what what we thought of the cultural underground, Mm -hmm. The, the underground in 1990. And by 1994, the underground what was the fucking underground? Like, I don't, e- I was there. It was one dog was a copy
0: in- <laughs> of Research Magazine and Hillary Clinton's <laughs> yeah. attempt to print out a card for healthcare. That was, remember yeah. that? That was one of the very first things was like people were so mad because, first of all, Hillary was involved at all, but also then they got so. How dare w- she? bogged down well but they got so bogged down in that healthcare thing it was so misguided yeah. they did not have the votes that they needed they not the support that they needed and it it the first like big thing and not so well it is different but in the same way that we learned everything we needed to know about Trump when the very first week of his presidency it was all about his crowd size at the inauguration and that became a a, a touchstone for like the rest of his administration and those right. like those mainstream centrist failings of the early days of the Clinton administration you know he now it's, uh, he's like he's like the opposite of Eisenhower in the sense that like today I mean in some ways he is much closer to a, a center right person in some ways in retrospect. But Clinton had Clinton
1: had that uh, he had he had boomer arrogance. He just had boomer <laughs> arrogance in his forties. Never got his instead ass. <laughs> of you know boomer arrogance now in their late sixties. But like he was he just thought that they could sweep in and because they because they went to Ivy League schools like they were gonna it was gonna be easy for them. Yeah. But what I think is gonna happen it's in this period between election day and inauguration day is that it's gonna be a terrible time, but that that when the inauguration happens, there is it's going to actually bring peace back because I don't think the boogaloos and the Proud white boys. supremacists, yeah. the Proud Boys they don't have anything behind them. They're, they're bags of hot air. And that what they keep hoping, what they think they're doing, and what they think they are, is they think they're a vanguard mm-hmm. of a national movement to, to make a white homeland. And they're not.
0: Mm-hmm. They are. We've always had weirdos a, and nuts in this country, John. It's just now, yeah. now they're wearing flowered shirts and they're ruining that for us, too.
1: Yeah, and they're, they're young people and they've got, uh, they've got like, uh, Macklemore haircuts and they think that they're badass. But what's, what they're going to see is they're going to rise up for sure, right? And, and December, November and December are going to suck. Yep. Um, but because they, they, they have something to actively,
0: aggressively fight.
1: Yeah, they're going to be driving around in their trucks and farming people's yards and whatever
0: else, you know. Whatever <laughs> to, they're going to gonna be donuts with the flags on their trucks. Yeah, yeah. they're
1: going to be toilet papering the White House or whatever. But <laughs> but when there's <laughs> a new I'm administration, i this paint thinner in your name, Mr. <laughs> Trump, sir. <laughs> like they don't have any support in the
0: actual like fat middle of America. Absolutely not. The, the, the folks who are happy to. Uh, cynically, very, I think there's a lot of Lindsey Grahams in this world, et cetera, Mitch McConnells, who have an agenda and they are more than happy to accept the support of these dinglings. But right. I don't think they are going to step up in the way that the president has to like defend them or to welcome them. I think, especially with whatever happens next, I, you know, God. I hope we're both not wrong about this. But don't you think? I mean, it's just it's a bunch of it's a bunch of fucking edge lords. Like that guy who shot the people in Wisconsin. They arrested him and he cried and he barfed and he was so sad because he'd shot those people and he was going to be in big trouble. He's in Dutch now with the with the with the man. And it's like, you know, these guys are not fucking Navy SEALs. They're just Edge Lord is exactly the word. They're, yeah, they're 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 just fucking like overstimulated onanists, and like that's not the basis for a political cause that's going to have any kind of. I don't. Oh God, I I hate these words I'm saying. Jesus Christ. I've, I've talked a lot about about in the early
1: '90s the white supremacist movements that were happening up here in Washington, right? And you know, um, and in Northern Idaho, and and the meteors and all of them, Metz, right? Yeah, all those all those people, right? Mm-hmm. The the uh, Hayden Lake. And that was very – it was very present in the punk rock scene because there's always been that problem in America and I guess uh, worldwide of like skinheads, racist skinheads, non-racist skinheads. Like skinhead is always – skinhead and ska – uh, are, and where that overlaps hardcore. <laughs> like, <at> there's <laughs> there's <laughs> all
0: <laughs> hey everybody, take care of yourself. Take care yeah. of yourself. I hope we're here next week. We love you people. Yeah,
1: me too. Me too. We'll Fuck be fine. People. <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs>
0: oh, God. We won't be fine. I'm proud to be an American.
1: It's gonna suck. People are gonna get hurt. Yep. Keep your heads down.
0: All right. Happy Tuesday.